At the beginning of 2023, I was feeling so burnt out. I seriously considered selling my business. In fact, I actually started preparing my business for sale and seeking expert advice on what I needed to have in place to move forward with a business sale. I ended up deciding not to sell just yet, but the process was invaluable, both in terms of helping me see what assets I already had and also what I needed to do to make my business even more valuable should I want to sell in the future. I'm Janet Murray. I'm a business strategist and copywriter who helps consultants, coaches, freelancers and small business owners generate consistent income and recurring revenue. I'm also the creator of the Courageous CEO Business Strategy Planner, which contains tried and tested strategy and resources to grow your business. I'm big on strategy, which for me is about simplicity and finding the easiest route to achieving your goals always. I don't have all the answers, I mean who does, but I will share the questions you need to be asking to build the kind of business you want to run, and crucially, one you can scale or even sell in the future. In this episode, I'll share the key areas you need to consider if you're thinking about selling your business or wondering if it has value, and how thinking like a CEO from the outset or as early as you can in your business can not only make the process easier, but also more profitable when you do come to sell. Now, if you're anything like the clients I work with, you may not have even considered selling your business in the future. Maybe like me, you kind of started your business by accident and never even dreamt you'd end up creating something someone might want to buy in the future. And now maybe you're kicking yourself because if you knew what you know now, you'd have made different decisions along the way. However, I'm a big believer in looking forwards, not backwards. And while with the benefit of hindsight, you may wish you'd done all of these things I'm going to share from the moment you started your business, the next best time to think about this stuff is now. Now, a disclaimer before we start, this is not legal or financial advice. So I can't tell you whether your business is sellable or not, and I certainly can't tell you what it's worth. For that, you will need to seek expert advice. However, I will share some thoughts on where to start with that at the end of this episode. What I can do, however, is highlight the reason someone might want to buy a business instead of starting a similar one of their own. And this itself should help you get a sense of whether your business has potential value and what, if anything, you might need to do to increase that potential value. And the things I share are also global, if you like. I'm based in the UK. I'm not familiar with business law or how selling a business works in every different country around the world. But these basic principles I'm going to share are pretty universal in terms of what a potential buyer might be looking for. So in order to understand whether your business potentially has value, whether it's something you could sell now or in the future, the first thing you really need to understand is the reasons why somebody might want to buy a business instead of starting their own. Now, this is not an exhaustive list. I'm sure there's plenty of other reasons, but these are the main ones. It's a good starting point. So first off, a reason someone might want to buy a business rather than starting their own is having an existing infrastructure and process. So This could save a prospective buyer time and also resources. So, for example, if you run a business that relies on equipment or machinery, for example, a laundrette, printers, design studio, a cattery, it may be more cost effective for someone to buy your business, which already has the necessary equipment and also possibly the staff and the relationships with suppliers and contractors than start their own from scratch. And I think this might be particularly relevant if the potential buyer doesn't have experience in your sector. That industry knowledge, those connections, along with that established infrastructure and processes could be really, really valuable. And by the way, people do buy businesses in industries or sectors 
that they don't have any experience in. Cody Sanchez, who I mentioned in the last episode, is one such example. So another reason someone might want to buy your business instead of starting their own is because you have an established customer or client base. So for a prospective buyer, that means they can potentially save time and money on lead generation and sales and essentially start making money quicker. Another reason might be to complement an existing business offer. So a prospective buyer might see an opportunity to buy your business, to acquire it as well as their own, to allow them to upsell or cross-sell. So an example might be buying a dry cleaning business. If you already run a laundrette, it allows you to offer a complementary service without having the hassle of having to build that business from scratch yourself. Another compelling reason can be established brand and reputation. So an established business may have ready-made authority in the market and connections and that offers commercial value in terms of generating income more quickly, generating a bigger market share and also finance. So if somebody's looking to secure loans or other types of finance or investment, then it may be easier for them to do so with a business that has an established brand and reputation. Another attractive quality might be an established business should have a proven business model. So if you're buying a business that's already operating and there's already a proven business model and a proven lead generation and sales process, a prospective business owner may think, well, this means I can be generating income and also profit quicker. And again, may also make it easier to access finance or investment. Another reason might be to increase market share and growth. So another business, potentially even a competitor, may want a bigger share of the market. They may even want to squeeze you out of the market or squeeze smaller businesses out. And that's why a bigger business might be interested in buying yours, whether you choose to do that, whether you feel okay with that, totally personal, but that is another compelling reason. Intellectual property. So if you have patents or trademarks or copyright for your materials, that's going to potentially reduce research and development costs. And a prospective buyer may think, well, this will make it easier for us to expand and quicker. And again, to generate that market share, it may even be a source of additional income from licensed products. And it may even be a strategic move to block competitors. Now, clearly there are many more reasons why someone might want to buy a business. And there are people out there who are far more qualified than me to give advice on your specific business and circumstances. But this should at least help you to get a sense of what a potential buyer may find valuable and start to identify those areas you might need to work on to make your business more sellable. So typically, these are the kind of things that are attractive to a potential buyer. Number one, consistent, predictable revenue, which is what we've been talking about pretty much in every episode of the podcast. If somebody is interested in buying your business, they're going to want to see your financial records. If what they show is that your business income is inconsistent, it's feast and famine, because you don't have a proven lead generation sales process, or you're just inconsistent in your approach, that may well make your business less attractive. And this really touches on so many of the topics we've already covered in this podcast series, just getting those key things in place. Profitability is also important. And obviously having a business that's turning over a good profit can be attractive. But this doesn't mean that if your business isn't super profitable right now, that no one will be interested in buying. What a potential buyer is more likely to be interested in is the potential for profit. However, generating consistent predictable revenue and demonstrating that potential for profit 
Well, that can only happen if you're setting clear data-driven financial goals, you're tracking your goals consistently, and you have that lead generation and sales process in place to ensure you actually hit them. So the next thing that will likely be attractive to a prospective buyer is a loyal customer or client base. And one of the most powerful ways to demonstrate you have this is through repeat business. So for example, I've been selling a planner to small business owners since 2017. While the product hasn't changed and it's improved over time, I do have customers who've bought every single one and related products as well. I have another significant chunk of customers who've bought two, three, four times. I also have a customer list, multiple thousands, and an email marketing list of tens of thousands of prospective customers, all of which I think potentially will be valuable to the right buyer. But remember that this still applies even if you're a service provider who deals with a much smaller number of clients. And the very fact that you are currently dealing with a much smaller number of clients doesn't mean your business isn't sellable to the right buyer or that you can't demonstrate that you have a loyal customer or client base. However, to demonstrate that, you do need to have clear and up-to-date financial records and you need to be tracking key data. So, for example, what percentage of your clients are new and repeat business? What's your conversion rate for sales calls? Not difficult things to track, but things that will definitely help if you're thinking you might want to sell your business further down the line. So I know it can be annoying to get interrupted when you're listening to a podcast, but if you're enjoying this podcast and you don't want to miss out when a new episode lands, and I do plan to drop some bonus episodes ahead of the new season, please hit the follow button on your favorite podcast app. You can do it while you're listening now. Not only will this make sure you don't miss out on any new episodes, but it will also help get this podcast in front of more listeners. Thank you so much. And now back to the episode. Next up is that proven lead generation and sales process. A potential buyer is going to value not having to get into your business and create a lead generation and sales process from scratch. If they can jump in and keep things running for your existing clients with minimum disruption, that's potentially really quite attractive. So for example, I can share quite detailed conversions on my planner launches for quite a number of years. In fact, last year I even published a report on my planner launch and it had really detailed stats on the marketing activities that I did, how I generated leads, the percentage at which I converted for those different activities, which means I could provide some helpful sales projections for a potential buyer. And again, this does still apply even if you're a service provider dealing with much smaller numbers of clients. Like I say, knowing your conversion rate for sales calls, that could be really valuable information for someone who may be looking to scale a business like yours and bring in a sales team. If you're really good at converting sales calls, what's your process? Do you have that documented? This is all potentially really valuable stuff for a prospective buyer. Next up is multiple revenue streams, including recurring revenue. So a business that has multiple revenue streams might be perceived as lower risk because if there are changes in consumer behaviour or changes within your industry, for example, if one revenue source dries up, it will become more difficult to sell or there's a supply issue, for example, having other income sources can cushion the blow, which potentially makes it a less risky investment. It may also attract a wider pool of buyers because the fact that you have multiple revenue streams in the first place demonstrates your business competence and also potential for growth, which is also attractive. Next one is a key one. And again, it's something I think we've touched on a lot during this podcast series already. Documented processes and systems and also owner independence. 
a business that has well-documented standard operating procedures and established systems, well, that's going to make for a much smoother transition to new ownership and could also minimise disruption to existing customers or clients and to the business's income. I'm sure you've been in a situation where perhaps a business that you do business with has been bought out by another company and often you barely even notice until you get that email or that letter because service has continued as normal. Also, it's fairly common in business sales that the owner is required to work for the company for a certain number of months or years post-sale, either in a leadership role or possibly a consultancy role, and the aim of this is to ensure a smooth transition. Now, if you've decided to sell your business, this may be the last thing that you feel like doing, but it may be a condition of that sale. However, if you've got clearly documented processes and systems, and you've also got owner independence, so the business can run without you. This can reduce the amount of time you might be required to stay working in the business or could even negate the need for you to do it at all or just providing minimal consultancy. So having a business that can run without the owner or with minimal input from the owner can be really attractive too. Next up, intellectual property, patents, trademarks, copyright, all of this kind of thing enhances attractiveness to buyers as it's potentially going to save them time, money, resources and also reduce the risk of copycat competitors. Having a strong brand identity is important too. So having recognisable and professional looking brand identity and one that has a positive reputation in the market, again, that's potentially going to save time, money and resources for a prospective buyer. We've touched on this already, but also up-to-date financial and legal records as part of your sales process Central buyers will almost certainly want to examine your financial records. They're going to want to look at things like your client contracts and other key documents and processes in your business. And that's why having up-to-date financial and legal records just makes your business a bit more attractive to potential buyers. Lastly, and we'll get more into this in the next episode, scalability and authority. A scalable business model, so one that has the potential for growth, can be really desirable to buyers. Now, even if you don't want to scale the business yourself, demonstrating that you can see the potential for growth and taking any steps you can take to make this easier for potential buyers could make it more attractive. So, for example, you might have a proven coaching methodology that you feel doesn't necessarily have to be delivered by you. It could be delivered by accredited coaches who have been through your training program. Maybe you might envisage that they could also pay you a fee to have access to those resources and be an accredited coach for using your methodology. But maybe you don't want the responsibility of recruiting and training coaches and all the quality assurance that comes with it. But what might be worth you doing if you think you might want to sell your business in the future is getting your materials accredited by the appropriate industry body because that's going to save time and resources for a potential buyer who, like you, can see that potential and just wants to get stuck in. Now, there are so many other things that potential buyers might consider. These are the things that I felt that you as a business owner have the most control over and can start working on right now, even if selling your business in the future is not definite. It's certainly not something that you envisage happening in the immediate future, but you can start to build the foundation so that if you do decide to sell, you have the necessary foundations in place. And If this episode has got you curious and you're now wondering whether your business has value and starting to think how much might it be worth, like I say, not my expert area, 
but there are many companies and individuals out there who do specialise in this kind of thing. However, you will almost certainly need to pay for their services and factor those kind of costs into your overall sales. So if you're at that curious stage, it may be worth starting with a conversation with your accountant in the first instance to see if they can help at all. Many will have experience of preparing businesses for sale and they might even be able to provide an initial valuation for you. And you might also be able to access advice from trusted business organisations or networks that you belong to. In the next episode, we'll look at licensing your coaching, training or consultancy offer, which can actually be an alternative to selling your business entirely. If you're finding the content in the Courageous CEO podcast useful, then make sure you join the waitlist for my 2024 Business Strategy Planner so you can grab the pre-order discount and bonuses, which are only available for a limited time. These tried and tested resources have helped my clients save time and make more money in their business. Like professional organiser Victoria Vance, she generated £2,800 worth of new business using just one of the templates that you get with the planning system. Rowena Wilding, a marketing consultant who used the planning system and the resources to reduce her working week to three days without reducing her business income. And Zoe Willingham, a dog behaviourist who increased her business income, which was already at six figures, by 20% using the strategy and templates in my business strategy planning system. The Courageous CEO Business Strategy Planner includes a gorgeous A4 desk planner and there's a digital version too, a 60-minute audio training and a template and checklist to help you implement the systems and processes you need to grow your business. Order during the last week of August 2023 and you'll also get my thought leadership strategy training and a copy of my new book. That's over £150 in free bonuses alone. I will add a link to get your business strategy planner in the show notes of this podcast, but please make sure you don't leave it too late because those discounts and bonuses are only available during pre-order week, which ends on September 4th.